This is an X to Delft podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Let's Talk About X podcast. In the basement of the X building, we invite other students and experts to join us to discuss topics that are interesting for you, the students of the TU Delft. My name is Bram, and I'm here with Marissa, Pepijn, Iris. And Iris, and we are your hosts of today. Yep, you heard that right. We have four hosts today, and that's because this episode is a very special episode of the Let's Talk About X podcast. Namely, in this episode, we do not have a single very interesting topic about which we are going to talk about. And the reason for that is that you, fellow TU Delft students, have spent the last year looking at the computer screen while following lectures and doing Zoom drinks or whatnot. And to make sure that you won't do the same during the summer holiday, we thought it would be a good idea to give you guys some book tips. Yeah, and especially with the warm weather of uh, today, I think it's a good idea to uh, sit outside, relax a little bit and uh, read a good book. Yeah, so um, we are going to share our favorite books with you and uh, tell a bit uh, about about them, really. And um, uh, we will make sure that we don't have any, any spoilers or whatsoever, because that would ruin the day, of course. Um, so, Pepijn, you're uh, off uh, first. Shall what what is your book about? Shall I do a short pitch? Yeah, do a, a short idea? pitch and, okay. uh, yeah. So, um, when uh, when you're already uh, listening to uh, the other podcasts of uh, the Let's Talk About X podcast, remember the first episode, it was all about uh, investing for students. And during uh, the coronavirus uh, pandemic, I was actually, um, yeah, I became a little bit interested in investing. So, I thought, okay, let's read a little bit about it as well. So, I a few books and I also came across uh, the, the, this book and it's an uh, international bestseller written by Daniel Kahneman, Nobel Prize winner of economics and uh, the book is called Thinking Fast and Slow and it's not f- not primarily focused on um, on yeah economics or investing but it's more going into the psychology of uh, of people and how that in, yeah relates to uh, the strategies that people use and also the mistakes that people make uh, while investing or making decisions, uh, in in more generally speaking, so um, yeah, that's my book. It's a very interesting book. You learn a lot about psychology, uh, stuff that I actually didn't know anything about before. And now, while I'm doing uh, uh, another master course, I actually yeah know quite some stuff uh, about that course because I read this book. So yeah, very good. Uh, if you want to learn uh, learn more about uh, how people think and uh, make decisions, definitely I would recommend this one. And uh, c- could you give an example about something that you that you learned from the book? Definitely, yeah. Okay, so it's called Fast and Slow, and it relates to the fact that, uh, according to uh, to Kahneman, you have uh, sort of two um, systems in your in your brain or in your thinking. You have a system one and a system two, and system one is very much related to um, your intuition, your your first decisions uh, that you make. So if you uh, look at a painting, for instance, you immediately have some uh, some things you associate with it. Um, so that is all about uh, system one, and then system two is uh, way more related to uh, more complex thinking, uh, thinking about a chess move you would do, or thinking about a complex calculation, for instance. So very much, um, yeah, really the more thinking in depth, and um, it's very interesting because uh, he actually says that actually system one takes over quite a lot. So you would make too many decisions based on your your intuition instead of really thinking well on it. And so what he does, he uh, explains quite some uh, some topics he um, uh, he did research about that are um, yeah related to this uh, thinking fast and slow, and uh, yeah he explains it very well with some nice uh, nice examples. And yeah, I really liked it. I could really 
um, uh, relate to it. Like, yeah, that's also what I sometimes uh, do. So maybe I can learn from it and stop making these mistakes based on my system one. <laughs> but is it really about like getting rid of system one? Because no, system no, no. one, if I understand <laughs> correctly, it's also about like emotions, like yeah, true. like love, like fast emotions you would being have. Happy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So you don't want to turn it off completely. No, it's it. more about that you know that you do a lot based on your intuition instead mm -hmm. of really thinking well on it. So, um, yeah, maybe later I can uh, explain uh, explain one of these examples. But it's more yeah about making yourself aware that you are not always in control of your thoughts and uh, yeah, and your decisions consequentially. So yeah, that's basically it. Can okay. you also train your knowledge or your intuition based on knowledge mm. that you gain? No, I don't think you can train it, but I think you can, yeah, because if you're aware of the fact that you have a system one doing stuff for you that you don't intentionally want to do, I think that could help you to um, stop making a sort of... Um, too quick, yeah, that you start making decisions on based on nothing, based on your intuition. So you become aware and you stop making too fast decisions. Mm. But isn't it also, I guess you're saying you can make uh, decisions too fast, but I'm more like a problematic slow thinker, I guess. I can make decisions like, I can't make decisions. That's also a problem, right? Maybe I can learn <laughs> something from just being a fast thinker. Or is it always better to be a slow thinker? Mm, yeah, that's a good question. Maybe you wrote a book about that as well. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Yeah. Maybe uh, thinking slow and fast. Uh, uh, no, yeah. I d no, I don't know. I think it's yeah more focused on that people uh, indeed make a lot of thinking mistakes based uh, on their intuition and not per se um, about that people uh, might also sort of use their system one for for better purposes. That's not what he writes about. But it's a good thing. Uh, it's a it's a good question. Um, how to think more maybe efficiently is that, is that what you want um yeah all right yeah, so well um yeah. interesting book really yeah. uh so by the way uh, for our listeners we'll put all the information um about the books in the in the show notes because that's what they're there for um so the next book really is, is more of a fiction book right iris yeah, it is. It so is. So what is it, it is about? It's totally a fiction book. It's a it's a novel. It's a, called Passie Vrucht. That's a Dutch title. Uh, if you can can hear, um, it's uh, translated to Passion Fruit. I wish this was the title of the book also, but the <laughs> English translation of the book is A Father's Affair. It's a, it's originally a Dutch written uh, novel. It's uh, it's about a, a guy. He's named Armin. He is the father of a son whose mom uh, died, died like 10 years ago. And uh, Armin is with another uh, woman at the moment and they want to have kids, but he is uh, doing some fertility tests because it's not going to work out. And uh, they find out he is infertile, so he can't have kids, but he thought that he had a son. Uh, with Monica, but uh, so oh, yeah, it's, wow. it's so it we creates have a, a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what an affair! Yeah, That's what an affair! And and the problem is like Monica died like ten years ago, so he can't he can't ask her anything, and he's just going to yeah, he's going through like all the phases of qu questioning himself and thinking about what happened before, and he's going to uh, yeah, going to look for some dudes who might might be the father of his. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, yeah, it's it's a very intense story. I can tell you a little bit of spoiler. You are going to find out who is the real dad, but um, it's it's very uh, intense because you just you so many times you feel so close to the answer and you really want to know. And then it's just not what you thought it was. And yeah, it's also sort of a, a struggle 
he, he yeah most of the answers died with the with the death of monica so he he can't really find out what actually well. happened there and yeah it's it's a very classic and famous book in d dutch literature it's uh it's read a lot and um, w when was it written do you know that 2000 i guess okay we have the book here with us book here i'm going to look at it yeah. Oh yeah, 1999. Oh right, yeah, it's oh, a pretty okay, old yeah. one. And yeah, I love it. It's 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 very traditional uh, Dutch literature, but it's not that long of a story and not that boring. It's very short. It's fast. It's intense a little bit, and yeah, it really surprised me at the end also. So <laughs> it's a good one. I remember from uh, when in when you're in Dutch high school, you have like the the reading list for uh, the last three uh, three grades yeah, like and a, a literature list. Yeah, a literature <laughs> list. You have to pick. I don't know, four books a year, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Quite a lot, actually. A lot. And this one's and on there, yeah. Yeah, thi this one's yeah. on there, but I actually regret that I never read this because, uh, as you're explaining now, it's quite an intense story. It's it's uh, a lot of thrill uh, when you're reading it. You you can relate to, to the person, to the protagonist. And then, yeah, I don't know. There were you a lot of books. You didn't choose the, s the shortest book. No, but there were a lot of books on this list that I didn't like. <laughs> yeah, I also <laughs> read this easy. one for the list, and I, I yeah. didn't like it. And then I found it like last year in some thrift store, and I bought it again. And I thought it was really good. So oh, I you, you didn't did like it? Before. I did read it before, <laughs> oh. and I thought, like, yeah, maybe yeah. I, I I looked for some summary or something. That's most of the times what you what you're doing. And so yeah. there's no point to know. Yeah. So so w um, what is not a good place to read this book? Not a good place <laughs> to read this book. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, Where did you read it? I did read it in uh, Greece when I was on holiday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it went by really fast. Yeah, how many days did it take? I think two or three two? or something. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's, not it's, a yeah that it's not that thick. Not Are you a fast pages? reader? Yeah, 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 yeah. Greece, there was nothing. It was locked down last year. So <laughs> oh, just last year. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and how many pages is it? 300 or something? Mm. Not that big. 250. 250, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Does anybody, uh, by the way, have a, a fantasy book, or uh, is this? Uh, oh, we don't. Do we? Do we have no, only we like we fiction? Don't have a well, uh, guys, sorry to interrupt, but I Hello? think I have. A who, who are you? What? I think I have a fancy novel. Yeah. Well, I'll introduce myself first. I'm uh, Kuhn. I'm your Hi. Uh, sound engineer. Hey, a <laughs> producer. So we have a guest after all. Oh. Hi, Kuhn. How are you doing? I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you. So, so you do have a fiction book or a, well, uh, a fantasy book? Fantasy, yeah. So, what is it about? Well, actually, I need to make a, a claim first. The author itself says it's not really fantasy; it is completely new kind of fantasy. So, ah. just keep ah. that in mind. It's and always good fantasy. if, a, that if isn't a like author a says that. So that, uh, that isn't like a marketing uh, stunt. No, no, it really is. Okay. Really. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the book, the name of the book is "The Name of the Wind." It's written by Patrick Rothfuss. And um, it's a really thick book, about 660 pages. Jeez. And it is about um, a boy. You, the, the, the book describes him growing up. And eventually the main part of the first book, there are actually three books, um, is he going to college. So um, that's all very practical. But the thing is, it is, um, it is a fancy book, but... Well, who doesn't know Harry Potter? I don't like Harry Potter. I'm sorry. I'm gonna <laughs> say that loud here. <laughs> I don't like Harry Potter. Oh, man. And wow. because of, uh, I just can't see it happen. It's too too fantastical. Um, no, so, but fantastic, right? Fantastic. fantastic. It's fantastic. Nah, yeah. oh. we can discuss on that later. But, <laughs> <laughs> but this book, it is a fantasy, and the things that happen can't really happen. But the author has created such a universe that 
um, you almost are convinced it really could happen. So that's really in intrigued me uh, about this book. And what what's also fascinating about this book is that um, the author wrote one in 2007, the second part in 2011, and since then he's still been writing on the third and 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 final part. Wow. And the whole fan base is what uh, waiting for that for the third. Yeah, it's going crazy, waiting for the third book. So every time he is doing an interview or, or stuff, he's, there's always been uh, questions about when is the third book coming out and. But the author says um, that he personally isn't ready for the third oh. book yet. So it's a big mystery. And are, you, are you part of that like hardcore fan base? No, I wouldn't or? say hardcore fan base, but I do once a year check if the book is already out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. hoping to read that one day. But, uh, because it, if I understand correctly, it's about like a guy in on an American college. No, no, no. It's it's oh. it's um, in the time of the alchemists. Um, so it's like uh, in the years. 600 or something oh so it's it's a kind of medieval book and um there's also some kind of magic involved but the whole magic concept is um well really good explained and 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 thought about so mm. um yeah so it, it's a medieval it's it, it's playing in medieval times and uh so it's a medieval harry potter but then better yeah, definitely right. more realistic. <laughs> yeah, because you way more realistic. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. okay. Because you drew a similarity with Harry Potter in a sense that, like, uh, it's also a fantasy. Yeah, but Harry Potter is like a sort of a magical universe next to the real right, right. universe, and this is like a whole coherent story about one universe created for the the story. Yes, that's correct. yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. He also uh, uh, invented a language, just like Tolkien, and uh, and uh, a paying system and. The whole concept of the of how the magic works that it takes energy and uh, that kind of stuff so he really mm. thought about it all right well yeah. interesting thanks for uh for your interruption you uh, are welcome uh and and please uh interrupt us more in the in the next i uh, will uh, story <laughs> I will. <laughs> i'm sure you will all right uh well uh next book is mine really uh, guys um my book is called uh, amusing ourselves to death um and it's really the best book I've ever read. Um, it's written by Neil Postman. And um, well, the first thing about the book is that it came out in 1984. And we, of course, all know George Orwell, a famous story mm -hmm. called 1984, or a famous book, uh, which is written by George Orwell. And that's not a coincidence, because in that book, uh, 1984, George Orwell basically predicts or foresees a, a future where uh, like we have a, a, a dict um, like a dictator uh, a government that basically decides what's true about history or or about the facts really, um, and basically decides which books you are allowed to read and which not. Um, but that's not something that Neil Postman really sees when he writes the book because then it's really 1984 what he sees is something much worse worse because he sees that people just don't want to read books anymore so that's basically the the setting of this book and then he goes like uh saying that um because we don't read books anymore or at least we we don't uh, do it um as much as we did in the, in the hundred years uh, before that um we basically lost our ability to consume coherent structures of information. Um, because now we have, of course, or in 1984, we had television, 
and television basically said, well, the whole uh, way we are talking um, uh, with each other or talking about the news or politics is all in those snippets of information with a lot of images um, and that basically don't tell like a whole structured story. And so we basically, and that's his uh, premise in the book saying, well, because of this, because of television, we lose our uh, ability to, um, uh, to, to consume that information as, it, uh, as we should uh, do. Um, and in the book, uh, he goes about all the consequences of that, uh, and he, he basically covers whole society. So first he's talking about the news. Uh, well, we, we can all think of some examples about that. Uh, he goes on about education, but also about religion, that also because of television, and um, because television is always like pushing forward the entertainment side of things, that also religion, for example, is, is affected by this new, uh, well, television way of, of talking to each other. So that's basically the whole um, book. And I, I found it like really, really um, amazing because you, you start like seeing stuff and you, you start uh, looking at stuff like, okay, how is, how is news? What are the limitations of, for example, images? Because one thing I found really uh, striking was uh, in a book, you can talk about general things. For example, you can talk about trees. Like you can talk about all the trees in the book or in the world, basically, mm -hmm. but you can't do that in an image, right? You can't make an image of all the trees in the world. So that's basically already a bias of television or uh, Twitter or yeah, like you can, of course, take They this, already uh, choose a tree. Yeah, you, you always ha have to show one tree or a collection of trees or maybe one forest, but you can't never like give all the, uh, present all the trees in the world. And that makes that you always have to make a selection while in a book you don't. You can talk about all the trees. Well, and th th all those kind of things really make you think yeah. about. Um, kind of you can, can make up your own truth by just using your fantasy. That's the yeah. same actually like with um, watching movies that are also being written in a book. Mm -hmm. uh, or published as a book. Yeah. Like when you read the book beforehand, of course, then it's always better than to read it after uh, after you watch the film. Yeah. Because then, <laughs> yeah, your own fancy is not really. You have a lot of people that uh, apart anymore. Uh, uh, don't watch the movies because they're such a fan of the book. Yeah. Because yeah. the, the, the yeah. movie just ma uh, gives one picture of the universe or the, or the characters. Yeah. It's more one sided. And yeah. they have to right. cut out certain pieces so then always, there's not yeah. that much depth anymore. Yeah. 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 It was also one thing, um, yeah, if you guys have to cut me off if I take too much time, but uh, in the yeah, 18th uh, century, <laughs> uh, there were like just regular people, like farmers and everything, uh, the, and carpenters, they were just reading Shakespeare, like those long pieces of, of information. Well, I, have you read Shakespeare? No. 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 Uh, nah, maybe one. Very piece. difficult. And um, like there the was, uh, what what's fun about that was that, um, for example, in... Um, uh, there was at some point uh, Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, had like uh, was on a presidential campaign. So he went to a carnival, like a, a kermis in, in 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 Dutch, and uh, so for a presidential debate against uh, his opponent. And uh, so, <laughs> just imagine on a regular carnival somewhere in the in the rural America, um, and they had a debate. And the debate was really like, all right, so. First, Abraham Lincoln, you're going to talk about <laughs> a topic for three hours. Then <laughs> the other guy can react on that for half an hour. Then uh, the other guy 
can uh, post his own view in three in hours, three hours <laughs> and, and then the other guy can react to that for half an hour. So oh just and then imagine that there were people standing there, listening to that and consuming that information and making a choice. A kind of like reading a book, but then it's played exactly. out. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So wow. that's really like because you are they those people were used to reading Shakespeare, um, they could actually like consume that information while it was like orally um, presented also better than... Uh, they have a much longer concentration uh, span than we yeah, have. Yeah, but also yeah. uh, really big props to Abraham Lincoln for talking like three <laughs> hours. That's yeah, a without, a, without an outer yeah. cue. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, and there are a lot more of these examples in the book. So if you want to know more about it, uh, just uh, nice. buy it. And okay. then the last book, I think. Yeah, yeah. we're going to uh, Mariette. What, I- what is your book? Well, my book is called The Da Vinci Code. Ooh. And Classic. That one? <laughs> Have you guys read it? I haven't read it. I did. I did. Yeah. No. Yeah. Long time ago. Cool. I did, yeah. 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 Did you like it? Uh, yeah, I quite like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I also really liked it. Um, it is a mystery thriller novel. Um, and I really like the combination between historical facts being used in a story which was, of course, made up. Uh, the main character is called uh, Robert Langdon. Uh, he's a professor and somehow he ends up in all these kind of mystery uh, <laughs> mysteries that he needs yeah. to solve. Um, I really like the references. Um, with the Da Vinci Code, I actually also have the book called The Secrets of the Da Vinci Code, which is not written by Dan Brown, but by Dan Bernstein. And also a Dan? Also a Dan. Oh, right. Yeah, also a Dan. <laughs> okay. And uh, they... <laughs> They really, um, yeah, they, of course, Da Vinci, uh, you have the Last Supper, for example. And then he really questions, okay, who are the people on uh, that are behind that table? And, um, for example, Mary Magdalene, uh, he thinks, is in it. Um, because he thinks she was a very important person in Jesus' life. Um, but the Catholic Church eventually made a completely different story about it. Mm. So you really get the question, we, who is right? Yeah, but it, it is a, f- a, f- a fiction uh, book, of course. Uh, so, but uh, could you like, how does it start? Like, uh, because I can in the start, um, uh, there is a professor. Another professor is murdered uh, in the Louvre Museum mm. uh, in front of the Mona Lisa, uh, and there the whole mystery starts um, because, of course, the professor uh, Robert Langdon, the main character, is accused of that murder. And then he has to prove that it wasn't him, but someone else. And that's where, you know, every single time, every single chapter, new mysteries uh, arise and new uh, quests that he needs to solve, new puzzles. Um, But it doesn't end in this book, right? Because there are two more parts. You have like the Bernini mystery is also part of this. Well, it's the same uh, character, but this oh, story okay. this story really ends, uh-huh. and then the Bernini mystery and uh, Inferno, and there are a lot Inferno, of oh yeah. there are a lot of other books uh, with the same main character. Demons and angels. Demons and angels. Angels and demons. Angels oh. and demons. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So there, there is. Uh, if you've read uh, one, then there is uh, a lot more in that same uh, yeah. group of books. And um, if you uh, were making a movie of this book. <laughs> I know there is a movie. There is who one. would you cast? Because now in the in the real life it's um, uh, Tom Hanks. Uh, Tom Hanks, indeed. 
So, but do do you think he's a, a he's a good character? Or yeah, good of course that that is the fun part of of, of reading a book. Um, they describe people, they describe situations, mm -hmm. uh, and then you watch a movie, and then the question is, yeah, does that match with your imagination? Mm. And um, for me, actually, it did. Of course, yeah. Tom Hanks is a very good actor, mm -hmm. um, but also, yeah, a little bit of an older man, sophisticated. Yeah. Yeah, decent. You don't expect him to murder someone. And of course, that he also... Too likable. Yeah, yeah, too likable for that. <laughs> but I think this is a great example of... The I first saw this the movie and then read the book. And throughout the whole book, everywhere, every time it said Robert Langan, I read Tom Hanks in my head. I so <laughs> kind of exactly messed up a few. Yeah, for me, it was the, the other way first. around. Oh, so okay. I first read the book and then watched the movie. And I also did that with the other one. I think Angels and Demons was also uh, filmed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um... I, oh yeah, I, with all of them, I would actually always suggest first read the book and then watch the movie yes, because the yeah. movie is, yeah, it's always shorter. There, there are things that are missing. Um, but yeah, in the case of the Da Vinci Code, I think it was a good movie. I, I really couldn't think of an any other actor playing that uh, playing that that professor. Right. Maybe uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, that might be a good one. I, I watch. He's, he's I British. watch a lot of. Naturally. I watch a lot of uh, of detectives, and then there are some characters that maybe could also play it. But right. yeah, they're not as big as Tom Hanks or. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we want to do uh, one dilemma? Shall I start? Yeah. Okay. My dilemma is: stop reading halfway through the book versus reading the odd chapters only. Hmm. I think with a non-fictional book, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's not an exciting thriller. So if I would read halfway through the book, it's not like I'm feeling like I'm missing out a lot. But reading the odd chapters only, I think I would, because then uh, certain parts were not explained before, which I need to know about in later chapters. So I think I would go for reading, uh, stop reading halfway through the book. Okay. So Iris, your dilemma. Yeah, it says read the book within five hours or spreading it over five years. <laughs> so <laughs> five years. Five years. I have some books that time. I haven't finished yet. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> five years. It's like it's really. You have to start all over again. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I would forget. And yeah, it's too. Uh, Exciting. Exciting. Oh, yeah, no. Like you want to know, I really want to know. So yeah, thrilling. It's too thrilling. Depends I don't, on I don't whether want it's to a good book or not. Wait five years. So I guess yeah, I'm going to <laughs> read fast, and I should I should read it in five hours. Yeah. All right. So uh, Kuhn, for you, uh, I have a dilemma as well. Uh, audio book by Google Translate voice, who versus book made into a movie without audio. So wow, <laughs> that's kind of uh, is in line with your book because it's only visuals then. Mm. Um, well, the the one the first one is only audio, yeah, basically. That's true. Yeah. I would say um, the second one you can make your own audio. It becomes <laughs> like a silent play. Of course, you're a <laughs> podcast producer. You can make your own audio, <laughs> no, no, but you can imagine your own audio. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. All right. Has any of us read or listened to an audio book? No, I've never. No, I haven't. Uh, I did yeah, quite I did. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. do. Do you like it when driving car? Yeah, it's oh, ideal. Cool. Oh. Instead okay. of a podcast, just. Uh, listen to an audiobook. I always put on music, but that makes me speed. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm more into podcasts, so, uh, actually. <laughs> my, uh, my dilemma is read the book to 8-year-olds uh, versus read the book to 80-year-olds. Well, that's an easy, from, easy one for me. I would read it to 8-year-olds, uh, so that, like the youngsters, because um, 
I think this is really a book that everyone should read. Uh, and I think that eight-year-olds can enjoy all the knowledge much longer than 80 <laughs> years old, uh, old people. So, uh, yeah. They're wise lessons the for them. One. Yeah, But do they understand it at eight years old? Um, well, uh, you have to read it, right? It says, read the book too, so I can, you know, make my own audio uh, a okay. bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're going to give it your own twist. <laughs> yeah, that's not what the dilemma said. <laughs> this is a remix. <laughs> Brahms remix. So uh, what about your dilemma? uh, Well, my dilemma says uh, sort books by color and size versus sort books by alphabetic order. Ooh, that's a good one. Well, I have to be a little bit OCD uh, (laughs) for for both of them. Um, Yeah, I would say size, not necessarily color. Size. Yeah, well, the main problem I have is that I have too many books. Mm. For my bookshelves. Is that a problem? You would not well, order it in alphabetical order? I, I have <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Actually, all no. my books are arranged on size because what? it makes a cool what? visual in my... It, it's like ah. decoration. Okay, ah. okay. small, okay. small intermezzo. Yeah. Do you know people that like uh, put their books uh, like uh, the other way around in... Uh, yeah, uh, I do. The, I'm one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, really? Like with, with the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but so then but not with all the books. Okay, but I the yeah, pretty like ones. people that have all the books like in the wrong order or like uh, backwards. Backwards. Oh. So you see the color of the pages, and all the books have yeah mm. mostly the same color pages. So it's like one sort of calming visual. It's not because they <laughs> otherwise <laughs> colored by the sun. The books. Mm. Isn't that the reason? No, I don't yeah. think. No, maybe. I, I think. It's I don't a, know. It's <laughs> a very mind. interesting. Go one. on with your story. All right, guys. Uh, we have to we have to cut it off, guys. Um, so thank you all, everyone, um, and to everyone at home. Thanks for listening. Uh, in two weeks, there will be another episode of the Let's Talk About X podcast. Uh, so stay tuned. Um, we are, by the way, a community-driven podcast. So if you have any interesting topic of which you want to know more about, or if you are an expert yourself on something, please do not hesitate to send us a message via the X to Delft Instagram. See you next time.